This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. And welcome to episode 220-something of the Hooniverse podcast. We're in Hayes' studio. Hi, yes. Chris. Hey. Otherwise hey. known as my living room. Yes, that's it's, true. It's illustrious. Um, I've had a very long day, so I don't have a rundown prepared. But that's good news. That means we don't have the news because we have guests. Hi, Jonathan. Hi. That's Jonathan Does he Klein. count as a guest? Yeah, he counts as a guest. I was host for a while. And oh, we have Colin. Hello, everybody. Colin works for Motor Trend, formerly of Road and Track. Uh, is there? There's others in there too, right? Yeah. GST. Uh, got my start smoking tire a couple months before uh, Clyde showed up. You worked for them too? Yeah. The hell did you do for that? Just writing stories. Just writing stories. Yeah, both I, of I, us. No was idea. Like, yeah. Back when they had that very stories. small <laughs> section of their website that right. had stories on it. Yeah, we gave up on that at a certain point. Uh, it was like you two and Zach would occasionally write a story. Pretty much. Okay. And I think well, I had it was very one, small. In like six years, I think I had one post I put up there. Nice. Yeah. Um, I was on top of it. Well, we are surrounded by the 10, actually the Discovery Empire right now. Sure. You two aren't go. allowed to fly on the planes together. Because nope. if you go down, the whole thing's going down. <laughs> Everything burns. You guys Everything are really, you guys are the linchpin of the machines. So I mean, I try to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So since you are like big, famous, buff book auto journalist, <laughs> have you driven anything – I'm not going to ask you what's your favorite car, which is the worst question ever. But have either of you driven anything interesting lately? Uh, the Huracan 580-2 Spider. That, was, that was a good one. You know who the first journalist was to drive that? You? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right after the LA Auto Show, and then nobody got it for a long time, and my video still sucked. <laughs> it's like 10,000 views. I love that car. Well, to be fair, how many different ways are you going to really make the same car appealing when it hasn't? That's to the public. Get rid of okay. the front two drive wheels. I, oh, I realize, but to the public at yes. large, it's just another Huracan. No, no. That's it's the, the best one. I haven't, driven, I, haven't driven, I haven't driven the Performante, though. We're getting one for All-Stars nice. in a couple weeks. But I, no, two months. It is the best one, but I'm not your general YouTube audience. I'm not Parker from Vehicle Virgins. Oh. Colin, what have you driven besides an Infinity QX30? Uh, the Infinity QX30 is uh, tip-top. It is, it is quite the subcompact luxury SUV in the Infinity lineup. Like, e- <laughs> easily, easily the best subcompact SUV in the Infinity lineup. Now, um, getting back to more important stuff, Colin, your first appearance on the show... You're doing a very good job because we haven't had someone bring beer in a while. Well, uh, sorry. Joel brought beer. Joel brought beer from Australia. Yes, he did. But we haven't been in the studio in a while. Colin, can you tell the audience what you brought? Do you uh, remember what you a brought? A big one and some small ones. <laughs> <laughs> he brought uh, Brother Thelonious, and then he brought some Apocalypse IPA, which I don't – I never heard of. I've oh, never heard of it. We're drinking the Thelonious, though, and it is tasty. Everybody yeah, knows Thelonious uh, is I don't tasty. know, like a, like a budget – uh, Brother Theolonius is pretty good. Yeah, like, but he, he's, he's like, I like, get a big one, then like, all right, this small one looks good. But I mean, like, if you're if you're going after Belgians, you know, you could go with like three philosophers. You, you know, now we're talking. Um, 
Lost yeah. Abbey. Yeah, like there's, there's a lot of these, like, really, like... Call, do me a favor, just pull the mic so it's a little more directly right in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you, can, uh, you can you can spend a lot of money really quickly, you know, get some Allgash or whatever. Yeah, um, now we're talking. But, you know, this Brother Thelonious is, you know... It's 80%, very yummy. It's 80% of the beer for at least, you know... 50% of the price. It is the Infinity Subcompact. No, it is a, no, it's a great choice. It was a, it's a very tasty choice, uh, but you set that up with your 60% Infinity of the time. Comment. It works all the yeah. time. Although, um, uh, I also got to ride in, or uh, spent a couple days doing the first test on the Porsche Macan Turbo with the performance pack. Oh! What is that, like 30, 40 horse? Uh, extra 40 horsepower, 36 pound-feet of torque, and... Uh, $45,000 more. Yes. Or Basically. it's the $3,000 Cobb tune. Yeah. We'll do the same. Uh, I still have never driven a Macan. What is the... What's, what are they saying is the difference on that? Is it just the tune? Uh, I mean, you, you kind of get a tune, but it also throws in some of the performance features. So, it, yeah, it's $10,000, but it's really like a $5,000 tune. And then like five thousand dollars worth of performance stuff, and then you're already you know pushing a hundred grand, so you might as well throw in the uh, yikes carbon ceramic brakes. Yeah, oh, and those the, are uh, probably ten to twelve. I think they're yeah. like eight, maybe okay. nine. They're starting to come down. If you, I, I know, I couldn't imagine being like, yeah, I got the new Macan, yeah, and I got the carbon ceramics. Oh, what are you doing? Well, the great you thing know. is, is that you know, like you said, brake dust. You, bro. you haven't even got to keep the, the brake dust off. You, they don't have to give them to journalists because they can't keep them on. No, the I don't get any Porsche. Um, yeah. yeah, they don't need my. They don't need my story. No, but I mean, he's like anyone's. I don't right. think they yeah. needed my story. <laughs> They're going to get it, but right. they didn't need it, and I'm going to give it to them. But the great thing is, is in three three years, those will be twenty five thousand dollars on the used market. I'll take an SQ five uh, just because I haven't driven the Macan. Uh, actually, mostly. speaking of the uh, the Q five, sadly it wasn't the uh, the SQ five. I got my first ever compliment on a car from a woman. In the Porsche Macan Turbo with oh. performance pack, she uh, she liked the color and told me she was considering upgrading her Q5. Nice. What color? It was red, like whatever <laughs> that expensive red is that Porsche does. It's funny because Audi has a, some really nice colors for the Q5, so she should have thumbed through her machine a little more deeply. Correctly, those are built on the same platform anyway. Uh, they are. Um, yeah. Her next question, though, was whether it was good on gas, and I had, just, <laughs> I had just gotten off the 405 after the previous night driving in some canyon roads, and uh, I think my my gas mileage was probably around 12. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean... I mean, when it's you're not great. It. It's not great, but when you're hucking it in some canyon roads... Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's not like some of the did numbers... Did you say I, 12 is not bad? He did. But that's because he's Jonathan Klein. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, speaking own. of Jonathan Klein, you're doing something pretty awesome tomorrow. Can you talk I'm about that? I'm doing Kleining stuff. <laughs> um, uh, don't don't verb your name. No, no. Don't no. verb I your name. I didn't. I did. He did. I, I know did. you did. And you enabled him. So this is your fault, ultimately. It pretty much is. <laughs> uh, I'm going to drift school. Yes. With Nauki. Two days Nauki's of... Burning tires and burning You're fuel. You're doing two days? Yeah, I'm doing the two-day school. Does that mean you have to stay out there? No. Oh, I'm just going to go goodness. home. Um, that'll be two days awesome. of me, Two days. Yeah, two days of me learning how to like really, really drift. Like, so, I know how to slide a car. Right. I, I want to know how to keep the slide. Going. Right. Are you doing the 240 or the 350? 
both. Yeah, you, he'll they'll pre- he'll start him in the two forty, yeah. and then he'll graduate you once he feels you're ready. Yeah, um, it's uh, that's awesome. I cannot recommend that school enough. It's it's so much fun. I have another friend going out there soon. I think he's pretty excited about it. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how you. I don't want to say grow from it, but how you're driving progresses i'm ex- i'm super excited um yeah if they give you a coupon at the end <laughs> yeah. uh, i'll, I'll be sure to this, pass it along yep this walk for it a friend. walk it across the office <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, um but yeah i'm super excited like i've 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 always loved sliding cars well right. you're this going is just like kind of like a graduation like okay now you can now do it constantly really all day you're going with alana who else is going from the just us two. Oh, you guys are gonna have a good time then yeah we did um what is it? Sprint car school together. Yeah, I saw was, that and I was insanely jealous. That was super fun. How much horsepower do those things? Six fifty. Oh my god. Direct drive. And you Oh my god. And you're pretty much sideways the whole time. Okay, so that's what I thought it was gonna be. Um it's more you drive it more like a rally car. So you go you go as straight as possible, as fast as possible, into like the straights parts, and then as soon as you get to the turns, you hit the brakes, get the car to kind of pivot around it, and then about halfway through, you get on the gas and try to make it as straight as possible to the next turn. Huh. So I thought it was going to be like drifting, so yeah. all on power, just sliding the car, and all the teachers like, no, it's like <laughs> a rally car where you just pivot on the brakes and then just get on the gas as soon so as possible. So left foot braking or. Yeah. Direct drive. Direct drive. What's that, what engines are they running? Uh, Roush, like Yates motors. Jesus Christ. They I, sound amazing. Yeah. They're uncorked and just fucking How much does monsters. that school cost, you know? 800 bucks. For a day. For a day. Yeah. That's 50 laps. 50? Jesus Christ. Because drift, drift school, someone asked me once, they're like, 900 bucks seems steep for a day. It's like, you'll never get that hands-on of an education. It's like, you two will be the only two in the class. Yeah. Uh, when Zach and I went, we were the only two in the class. So Zach would be out there for 45 minutes at a time, and then we'd swap 45 minutes at a time. Then we'd swap. So you get so much That's like the sprint time. car school. So it's a Corey Huseman sprint car school. It's out in, uh, in Ventura. And we were in it, you know, 10, 20 laps at a time. And there's it's a quarter-mile track. Right. So it, there are a lot of laps. That's a lot of laps. That is a lot of laps. Um and you get to try different surfaces too because it's it you're with about eight people so it goes throughout the day and they kind of space it out so yeah. that everyone kind of gets a, a chance to do it and i started in the morning when it was kind of muddy and clawed like just a lot of uh, dirt was just sticking to the car and it was a completely different surface by the time at the end of the day where it was essentially ice which is how you would probably experience it if you were there for like a weekend of racing yeah uh, that's that's interesting. That's pretty awesome. Mm. Now, so much now speaking of different types of surfaces and different types of driving, I have to take a moment to talk about the Driveline app. I know. Isn't it spectacular? Uh, so Driveline, for those of you who are just joining us, which would be weird, uh, Driveline is making an app for your iPhone where you can be social about your favorite driving roads. You can share what cars you're using to drive on these roads, and you can share your times and your videos, and you can do all this awesome stuff right through your iPhone. It's available in the iTunes App Store. You download the Driveline app. You go to your favorite roads. You map it out. You share it. You share the video. You do all this awesome stuff. 
and the community grows because you guys are downloading the app. And it's getting even more exciting because the more people to download it, we're about to start hitting the numbers where they're going to start doing giveaways. And I have no idea what those giveaways are going to be, but I'm sure they will be awesome because free stuff is usually just that. So as the audience grows, the giveaways grow, the amount of roads you see grow, the videos, the sharing, the socialness of it all continues to grow. So driveline is supporting us and we want you to support them so go to the app store and download the driveline app that's right show and grow with driveline <laughs> wow okay <laughs> and we've diverted completely i actually off the that rails. was funny um <laughs> no we're not even close we're, this is still very much on the rails uh yeah, after that i'm going to dive into uh question time and we're going to start off with patreon because patreon is better than everybody else joe q car Friend of the show. Good Joey friend of the Jojo. show. What should I look for in a family car? Which is a very broad question. V12. Yeah, I know. What do you want out of a family car? BMW M760i. <laughs> do you want no, to have a family in no. a car? Or do you want a car? Like, I, I don't know. I just drove the Volvo V90. That was a pretty great family car. Especially uh, with the Bowers and Wilkins sound system. E63? How much? Oh, I just had Range that. Rover? That thing's dope. ATS V sedan? No. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. I mean, it partly depends on what size family we're talking about and here. And what age they are, because car seats in an ATV. And do they have legs? No. Right. Yeah, you can. Um, E63. Just be safe. Get an E63. Not a coupe. Sedan. Come 74 on. Benz. Or I mean, wagon? It really just, you could do anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe something with airbags. Ural because you have a kids, sidecar? theoretically, well, in this family. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. They're in the back. You're Morgan fine. three-wheeler. So, Joe, it depends what you want out of your family car for us to give you a proper answer, basically, is what we're all being we're jackassering about. Joe, uh, yeah, I, Joe, is, Joe is a very good friend of mine. I got to talk to him. I didn't know he was looking for a family car. So that sounds oh, like, that sounds like news. And second oh, question, is this an announcement? I know, right? Uh, maybe. Congratulations. Um, or we're really sorry. His second question was, is Sloan... You'll learn to love it. Is Sloan into cars as much as you want? Uh, I'm not pushing her towards anything, but on a Friday night, I'll be like, do you want to go see cars tomorrow with Dad? And she'll be like, yeah, and we'll go. And if she says no, we don't go. So uh, she has a few toy cars she likes. She wants some cars for Christmas. So I'm very happy with it. She knows that Mama drives a Mazda. She knows that Daddy has a Mercedes. Um, it's like a bad she country occasionally song. Asks about the, <laughs> yeah. She occasionally asks about the truck, and I just say it's not here anymore. Um, so that's yeah. it. Went to the big parking lot in the sky. <laughs> it went to one of your it employees. It went to a farm upstate. <laughs> no, it went to a Liso Viejo. We can go see it anytime we want. You could come to our office and see it. Is it there? No. Oh, I'd be shocked if Kirill's always off surfing. Yeah, exactly. Um, Marshall Cash, what current subcompact would you have made to take on Mini and Peugeot in the Dakar Rally? Honda Fit, Volkswagen Beetle, Citroen Cactus, Jeep Renegade. What current subcompact? Um, I mean, a, Dakar? he says Beetle, but like a, a Dakar rallied out Polo would be kind of bitching. Um, yeah, the, the Dakar, Polo rally okay, cars so are here's, cool. Here's where I'm having trouble with it. <laughs> Dakar is more trophy truck. Yeah, but there's a Mini. Yeah, but it's like lifted and well, yeah, crazy. You and obviously have to do that. It still started life as a... You know, well, Can I just take like a Toyota Uber, Yaris yeah, body and like... Yes. Stick it on a Can-Am Maverick X3 and you could. You know, you say could. that's my subcompact. See, I would have gone Yaris body on like well, it, like trophy truck chassis, but then you'd have a whole lot of overhang front and rear. Um, I, 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 I like Volkswagen. Citroen Cactus actually would be 
pretty hilarious if they kept the door shit oh, on yeah, the side. Yeah. yeah. The alligator door. Jeep Renegade, though, would be interesting. Smart car. <laughs> Smart car. Daimler, <laughs> listen up. Craig on McBride, can we hear your thoughts on Charlotte Motor Speedway running a Roval layout for its championship race next year? I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I just saw that shit on Twitter today. It seems, I mean, I'm all for non-standard oval shit. So if you add a little rrr to your oval, I, I think that's only what a good is, thing. What does the Roval actually stand for? Uh, I think like road course slash oval, right? Is that what it stands for? I think so. Okay. I think so. I, if it doesn't, I just made that up. But I'm pretty sure that's what it stands for. Um, so it's it's like a road course and With the oval. oval. Okay. Um, sometimes they run that configuration not for NASCAR, but they, they'll do it at, out at um, Auto Club Speedway yeah. uh, for you know track day stuff. So it makes it lets you see that some of these guys can actually drive and turn more corners. Yeah. It gets it into a little bit more of a V8 supercars space. Not quite as cool, but it's nearly there. And then you have a little bit of oval left for the true dyed in the wool yeah. Ricky Bobbies of the world. Well, speaking of like the crossover on that, uh, did you see Fernando Alonso's uh, uh, running uh, Indy? Is it a bit announced? What's that? I don't. No, no, no. But I, I, this is a while ago. But yeah, I mean, I was. Well, just he ran the Indy 500. Indy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, this year. There's yeah. speculation if he's going to go do like Indy Car. Well, yeah. McLaren said they're not doing uh, Indy this year. Well, McC- yeah. Well, so but it was like so Indy this year with with Fernando was kind of like they had branded the car as McLaren. Did they really? Uh, kind of. Oh, I didn't know. Well, that. I mean, Indy cars are all basically the same anyway. Mm. There's very little deviation. Engine is different. It's just a but Chevy or a Honda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the arrow and so I'm, the actual car are Delara. But for Charlotte Motor Speedway, like I don't pay that much attention to NASCAR, but the fact that they're doing that layout makes makes me happy. So it's yeah. more real racing. I just, mean, I don't know it. <laughs> come on, come on. This I've been is a there. radio show. You have to um, talk. I've, You've been uh, to Charlotte? Yes, I have. I went to the uh, the All-Star Race a while, uh, like two years ago, three years ago maybe. Um, it's, a, it's a really fun track, but I think, you know, if you can if you can get the cars doing something, you know, just a little bit different, yeah. then it gives people a little bit more of a reason to pay attention. Right, right. Um, and, sure. you know. Especially at a sporting event where they let you bring your own beer into the stadium. Yeah. Like, you kind of need a reason to pay attention. Um, you know, not not for, you know, the last 25 laps, but, you know, those, like, those middle couple hundred. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, it's always crazy to me that these people let you bring in beer, but they do want it to be, a, like, a big, a big party. Uh, I wish we had Joel here to talk about this specifically, because at the Bathurst, Bathurst race, yeah. the amount yeah. of alcohol they limit you to... Is fucking ridiculous. It's like the average Australian is probably like, oh fuck, mate. We yeah, really, they are gonna like, pair this down. We we can only bring in like two liters. I believe of, the limit is so twelve much. per person. No, no, no. It no. depends on what it is. It's like it's two, liquor's different from beer. Yeah, it's like a case per person plus two cases, two liters of two cases per person. And you, they or, all bury them in the ground. Two liters of like wine and shit like that. There's it's a, ridiculous. And and a, and a very reasonable three milliliters of Cobra Venom per person. It's it's wild how yeah. much alcohol and, and I'm sure they're like fuck me mate I'm barely going to feel a tingle this it. weekend. Yeah. Um Kevin Trage, Chris, this is actually a really good question and we all know who's going to be talking about. Yeah. Why do software guys seem to have a hard time wrapping their heads around manufacturing? Why does it take so much effort to get them to listen to people who do understand manufacturing? Hashtag #sweeping generalization. My hashtag #bullshit. He's talking about Tesla. 
Well, he never he never specifically named Tesla in, <laughs> yeah, in that right. question. Um, because things in the software world move very quickly, and it's inexpensive to iterate there. Um, that said, I mean, I've worked with a lot of brilliant software engineers and mechanical engineers over the years that understand both disciplines. It's just a question of, um, y- you know, what their exposure has been in the past. But, um, I mean, that is a very sweeping generalization on that. But at the same time, um, Elon Musk has no – there is no penalty for him being extra bullish on his deadlines. Um, and if he slips, people just kind of go, The eh, stock whatever. price goes up. Yeah. Somehow. Tesla, when he fucks up, the stock price goes up. Meanwhile, well, Ford is, like, just banging their fucking heads against well, the wall. Well, Ford's going to take a giant shit and go down the tubes real soon. That much I, I've realized with the uh, new CEO. Fiesta owner. Uh, angry Fiesta owner. No, 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 not even because of that, but because of the new CEO. But the thing that people don't really notice yet with Tesla is Tesla is not a car company. I know they're not a car company. Tesla is an energy company. I, yes, I, I, and I but get that. they keep that. trying to sell cars. Right. It's It's... It's an R&D expense for them to develop batteries. That's really what it is. They're going to sell more batteries than anybody that's ever sold batteries. And I, and I, and I, get, I, get, I can't deal with Tesla fanboys online, but at the same time, like, I literally hope that Elon Musk succeeds at it because all of the shit he's trying to do is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I want him to succeed at it, but the people who live and breathe, like, oh, my God, Tesla, just like this, like no car has ever been as good as the Model S in the history of fucking automobiles, and, and it's, just, it's like... There's nothing else outside their worldview. It's crazy. It's a fantastic car, and it's a very ambitious product. And it's made like shit. I kind (laughs) of worry that Musk is going to do all the hard work. He's going to get people interested in electric cars. And then GM and Jaguar and, you know, like, all these people are going to come in and just, you know, put that out of the... Yeah, but he doesn't care. Because he'll have the stations. He'll have power generation... Yeah. He'll be selling them batteries. And I agree 100% on that. And, um, and I think that might be the more, this. maybe a little too optimistic of a, a take on Musk. Like, I don't know. I feel like mm. he wants to do everything all at once. Not necessarily. He not doesn't necessarily. have a second in command to rein him in. Yeah. He that's his, old, that's it, his problem right now. No, he kind of does. Like, uh, he, he is an ideas person where it's just like everything he just throws at the wall is just like fucking amazing. And everyone's just like cult of personality. Ooh, this is great. It's a good song. He just, he needs someone to kind of rein him in and be like, all right, we need to do this first. We can't do 17 You don't think things. those people already exist within those organizations? No, because we haven't seen that. We haven't seen anyone step up to the plate and be Musk's second in command and say, Elon, listen, we love your ideas. These are great. The world is a better place. You need to fucking slow down for a second. Here's the he's, like, he's, like a po- he's like a positive Trump on Twitter. Where like he just says shit. Yeah. Where like when Trump says shit, you're like, oh, fuck. When Elon says it, like, oh, cool. But, but somebody Im- else should have been like, take his phone away. There's a big <laughs> difference, though, in that Elon actually makes shit happen. There's a big difference. Is that, yes, it may not happen on the original timeline, but more often than not, but it's it does also execute. not as well yeah, as it could be. Are you, are you saying that Donald Trump doesn't make things happen? <laughs> well, I mean, he's really, really good at like very covertly promoting the neo Nazis. But uh, I mean, besides that, um, so, my, my, the, but with, both sides. With there's, Musk, there's some he, good people um, on both sides. There are some good people on both sides. The with with Musk, you see some of the cars come out, and it's funny too. Like if, if Ford said we're going to deliver something on a timeline. And then did it. 
it, it be a fucking huge deal. And if Tesla doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. Because yeah. the people are like, oh, I'll, I'll happily wait well, like for you said, no the wiper stock buttons. price goes up. Yeah, it goes You're up. like, what the fuck? Their stock price doesn't make sense. But the average, I'll be honest, the average tech company and uh, stock doesn't make sense to me. Um, anytime they have a, a Silicon Valley person on um, um, Shark Silicon Tank, Valley? drives me oh. fucking nuts. Yeah, well, Shark Tank is so far removed from the realities of venture I know, but, capital but then, anyway. But, but then, like, the guy I from... Uh, I don't know. Virgin just invested in... In Tesla, well, or not Branson Tesla, was the but, most grounded. Uh, Hyperloop. Branson's not a, a Silicon Valley bro. It's the dude who always wears the fucking cowboy shirts who drives me bananas. I, I, I don't know. All Mark right. Cuban? No, no, no. He's the guy, the guy who invested early in Twitter, oh, early in Uber. Yeah. Um, Chris Saka something. Yeah, Saka. Saka. Dick. Yeah, Saka uh, is <laughs> Saka's kind of a douche novel. He personifies Silicon Valley. No, he does not. You don't think so? No. Oh, God. No, not he wearing does a hoodie. I, I have... I have been at plenty of events where he's been around. He is very different than than a lot of people in that business. But uh, we're, right. we're way off track. But anyway, Tesla is, a, Tesla is a battery company ultimately, and they're a power company. Cars are a side business to them. They are going to be selling batteries to GM and Toyota and Ford and everybody. Uh, and I'll touch on the why I said Ford's going to circle the fucking drain because the new CEO is already caught, talking about massive cost-cutting in every fucking avenue. His goal, once again, is to drive the price of vehicles down as much as possible. So Ford is once again going to be run by fucking accountants and not engineers. Okay. Hot take? Uh, Medium take? Hot take? We don't know yet. Welcome to hot takes. Um, So uh, Twitter questions. Welcome to Hot hot Topic. My name is Sebastian. Uh, Brandon (laughs) Maxwell at BMAX3242. Suspension or power, which one first and why? Suspension. Suspension. Yeah, suspension. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Oh, he wants it and why. Because when you add power, you're good to go. But if you do power first, you're fucking fucked. You're fucking fucked. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Or if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I said if you do do power first, you're fucking fucked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, The exceptions being... High end, super high stuff that's already super high end anyway. Like a 911 turbo, I have no qualms about just going yeah, there. yeah, because like yeah, or or like or a Z06 with mag- magnetorheological magnetorheological. Right. Sure, bu- sure. It's all bullshit. Mag- Magnetorheological. Yeah, magnetorheological. Yes, magnets. Okay, they're magic. Iron. How magnets. do they work? They don't. Um, Steve Spawn. So yes, yeah, suspension. Steve Spawn. I like how we all agreed on that. At Spawn. I have a 91 Civic Wagon two-wheel drive. Should I do a modern engine swap and make it a fast sleeper or lift it and safari it? In Florida, if that matters. Uh, it always it matters. Hold on. I missed the car. What was it? 91 it really Civic matter. Wagon two-wheel drive. Lift it and safari it. You're in Florida. Fuck it at that point. Uh, why not both? <laughs> modern engine swap, lift it, and safari it. That sounds like a great uh, yeah. You know what? As someone, though, who owns a wagon who's trying to do that, it might never happen. You know what? <laughs> that car could be the greatest track car ever because you could bring slicks in it. No problem. True. Very true. Uh, and Civics are easy and cheap to build as track cars with like a nice K-motor swap. And yep. Well, people are already crashing the, the new Civic Type R. Just find a broken one of those. Yeah. Well, those right. are, I mean, it's tricky. Like the K-motors, you can basically swap in like they're plug and play. Um, Speed Academy just did a really, really good build. On um, one of their guys' brothers, like had a beat to shit Civic, and they swapped in a K motor and did a bunch of SI parts, and it was like it's like Legos, and I can attest to that from working on Hondas. They really are like Legos. They're great. Nice. On the other hand, having lived in Florida, 
There's some pretty awesome adventures you can go on that don't involve racetracks. With a lifted, yeah. Yeah, so so like Don't Stop at Safari, do like the fucking super mutter tires and like explore the Everglades. Yeah, like put a a fan on the back and, (laughs) you know, like just just go for it. Turn it into a fucking fan boat. Yeah, you have to go fan boat with that because once also having lived in Florida for a while, front wheel drive is useless in the mud. (laughs) Okay, there you go. Um, Adam Delbrew at uh, Deli Brew. For $30,000, what car would you pick to handle traffic, commuting, and family duty and still be fun in the canyons? GTI. Uh, I mean, GTI is a good answer. No. No? You, no. you wouldn't? Because he has all GTI the power of a Golf oh, R. Yeah, because no. you own a Golf R, so, right? So you're, exactly. you're trying to sell us all on that so no, that you I'm can not. sell I'm yourself on Just buying that. Buy I mean, um, Focus ST is an easy answer that we've said a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, How much is a used SS? How much is a used E63 AMG wagon? <laughs> Way more. <laughs> and the you get a used C63. Trust me, trust me. I pay attention to where those are at. No, no, no. Okay. You get a used C63. Yeah. Not a wagon, have a mere $8, Who the fuck cares? You get a 6.2 liter V8. As someone who has to put child seats in cars, I do. That C63 has more than enough room to put a child seat in. What about Disagree a CTS with V all your lack sedan? Of exp- Do you know how big child seats are? There's one outside, and I'll show it to you later. I know. They I are fucking car. huge. They, they really do not want to fit in anywhere. I had to, like, shove one in the back of a Camry and an Accord for the comparison They're we huge. just did. It's like the baby you have to keep alive, but then you also have to, like, wrangle the seat into the car. Yeah. And, like, I had the luxury of not having a baby around to keep alive. But, like, you know, what? Th- there's no way. Like, I, I don't know how single parents do it. No. Like, single parents are. It's easy. You put your seat in the car and you don't move it like automotive drives. Right. Right. That's you why do I'm it scheduling once. less cars. That's why. Yeah. Um, what's what? I would say an SS is probably in that range used. It's a little. I don't it's know. It's on the higher it, side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. But a C63 you could buy for under 30. Yeah, and you'll spend $8,000 a year keeping it running. Nah, that 6.2 is pretty bulletproof. Yeah, but everything else on the car 6.2 no. in my car would be pretty good, though. Um, or you buy an E39 M5 and just commit to spending like $5,000 a year in maintenance. And then twenty thousand dollars when the motor hits a hundred thousand miles. <laughs> or I love those or, cars. Or I love that car. And then just or E fifty five wagon. Those are actually quasi reliable. Just, just so long as you don't get the aromatic suspension. Mm. One of my neighbors true. had his aromatic suspension go out recently. I guarantee felt really there's bad a kit for him. to swap it to coils. There is. There is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as and it's fact, super uh, cheap. Our buddy Tavers just did that on a. SL55. Yeah. Did you say that it wasn't cheap, though? The one, so my wagon on a W1, on a W123, it's a $400, I think, in parts. If this, if you wanted to repair the suspension, it's like $2,500. No. Yeah. So my, my, my non-running wagon. I mean, the obvious answer is uh, Passat W8. (laughs) Jesus Christ. We're moving on to the next question. (laughs) Got to make sure you get the manual, though, right? Right. Uh, just get every, when you buy them get another. In you have no. You can, see. Here's the thing: with thirty thousand dollars, you can buy three, and then you have parts forever. Or you buy one, wait till it breaks. Buy another one, wait till that breaks. Just buy another one, wait till that breaks. So you're covered for like ten nine grand weeks, right? every year, basically. Got yeah. it. So used Maybach fifty-seven. Got it. Moving on. Yeah. Team Radar Love at Midnight Derifto. The Benz Museum in Stuttgart is on fire. You only have enough time to run in and drive one car to safety. The rest burn. 
What do you choose? 540K Special Roadster. CLK GTR, good answer. What would you say? 540K Special Roadster. I don't even know that's OG, like the Pebble Beach type car. Yeah. Yeah. The Kaiser's car. (laughs) Uh, I would say... Your answer. I like your answer. The SL65 Black. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but it's like the most Batmobile car. It's fun. I would take an uh, fuck. There's a lot of one. good cars. One. I would I would take one of the Silver Arrows. You're all wrong. Mm. What about that yellow electric SLS? Yeah, that, surely I mean, that's that, in the museum that could somewhere. Burn. <laughs> that, that they could, could burn. make that. We're I would okay take a Silver that. Arrow, but I almost said uh, the SL73. Uh, ultra rare SL car that most people don't even know. Did you did you drive they? that SLS black that was the yellow one that was kicking around several years ago? No, I didn't. It's ridiculous and it's way too bright. But I'll be damned if that thing wasn't fun. Damn. Um, There's a lot of fun cars out there that aren't worth saving from a fire. Oh, exactly. Exactly. SLR 720. What was it? No, the Kanye car. No, the I'll Sterling take the, Moss one. Yeah, Kanye drove that in at like Con. Or oh. something. Oh, oh you know what? Kanye this circles Con? back to Joe's, yes. no, to Joe's I'm question. I'm sticking with my CLK GTR. The correct answer for Joe was an R63 AMG. Yeah, it is. No, it um, isn't. You can still find those on the street. A CLK G- not an GTR. R, not a 63. You can find it. Well, you're not no. going to find a CLK I mean, you got to have like 75 they grand. Only, you're not going to find a CLK GTR, right. though. There's like seven. R63 AMG, I think they imported fewer than 20 into the United States. That's going to be the next million-dollar car. Like in the, on <laughs> the bring plant. a trailer. Someone's going to spend like 900000 for one. Um, I mean, shit. I, I just caught a lot of shit for my somewhat tongue-in-cheek post when the uh, that guy or like, I don't know, there was an R63 on bring a trailer a while back. Mm-hmm. And I wrote an editorial basically saying it was going to be at the next million-dollar car. And <laughs> I didn't even really believe it myself because, like, come on. But, like, people are like, he's right. I would not be surprised if one makes it I, 50 years into the future. You're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's a car that like doesn't get the love. But it, it's oh, like, I think amongst enthusiasts, it gets a weird amount of love. I, yeah, it's, it's cool. Some crazy bastard at Mercedes was like, what if we put the AMG motor in it? Okay. Somebody um, I mean, that's pretty much who's that. running the company right now. They're also a special combination of like cars that are prohibitively expensive to keep up, mm-hmm. like beyond your basic AMG, and they're rare, and nobody really needs or wants one. I do. I want one. Other than people like us, but we don't have any yeah. money to you know do that's like a fifty-seven thousand dollar engine, engine repair. Swap. Um, or even yeah, this guy way. did it himself. Right? I could convince myself to spend fifty or sixty grand on a car, no problem. But not on a novelty car. Oof, yeah, I could. it's. I wonder how old. <laughs> the money, I could. I could. How long does it take for your R sixty three to get old? I like. You know what? I keep wanting to interrupt this conversation, move on to the next question, so I can go pee. But you guys keep dragging this out. I'm going to let you guys talk about this longer, so I can go to the bathroom. Keep talking about the R sixty three. But yeah, okay. So think about it. How long you, is the novelty? You last? have like two or three kids. Oh. You're like, I want my performance car. I want something Space. practical. I'm going to marry these two together into this pseudo minivan. Well, here's the problem with that car. Is fantastic it is, is like a lot of the ideas are behind it. It's still built on a chassis that's just kind of meh. 
Like, that chassis is not great, and it doesn't really match the engine, but the engine is just stupid. I mean, it's it's, it's great in certain... It's like a Trailblazer SS. It's like, hey, let's put a brilliant engine in a chassis that's like nobody gives a shit about. It also exists in the same world that the E63 wagon exists. Fair. Yeah. Why would you do anything else? Because... But that, I mean, it also exists in, the, in a world where the E400 4x4 squared exists. Mm-hmm. An E-class wagon with portal axles. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yes, nobody said the these R63 things had to make sense. is a cool, also a like, great car for Florida. derivation. But you can get that practicality. You can get that, like, awesome, ridiculous engine with an E-class. But honestly, was, the R63 was built as a joke, effectively. Just like when they built I mean, CTSV wagons. 90% ma- of AMGs are built as a joke. Yeah, but 90% of AMGs, they actually sell a fairly decent amount of. All AMGs, they sell a fair decent right. amount of. This is, you know, I put the R63 in the same category as, like, the CTSV wagon. General Motors knew they weren't going to fucking sell very many of those, especially with mm-hmm. the manual transmission. And I think the number was, like, under 100 that they sold in total. Next question, because yeah. I'm back now. Uh, <laughs> Tamerlane's thoughts at Tamerlane blog. Top three, maca- top three car museums slash collections you've visited. You, since there's a few of us, we can just pick like our favorite car museum if you have one that you visited. I, you know, the new Peterson is pretty fucking great. I didn't get to explore it enough. I need to go deeper. I need to go deeper. 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 Been anywhere cool? Um, not really. I liked uh, the Autostadt Museum at the Volkswagen compound in Wolfsburg. They just had a lot of a wide range of cars. And then after that, I'd probably go with the Mullen. I would love to go to, like, the Porsche Factory Museum. Yeah, that or the secret one that's, like, near there. Isn't there a secret one near that one? No, there's not. Mazda has a good one, too, in Irvine. I'm going to pull a joker out here. Um, but uh, there used to be a microcar museum in, like, middle of nowhere Georgia. Yes, and they had to. They just sold them all. And like, they sold them all to a fairly. I used to drive by it on a fairly regular basis. Just split them up. Going to school and uh, one of the many schools I tried graduating from, (laughs) and uh, yeah, it's like it was so. I don't know. You 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 expect there to be a cool car museum in L.A. because L.A. is a great car place, right? Um, Middle of nowhere, Georgia. You kind of expect for like some old guy to be like, yeah, I've got six really expensive cars in my barn, but like you're, you're never going to expect there to be a micro car museum. Right. Just like, and let me tell you, it was the middle of nowhere. All right. So along those same lines, I used to live in Illinois and the Volo. I believe it's pronounced Illinois. Yes. Illinois? I've been to the Volo. Yes. Yeah. Illinois. It is a barn. It is essentially a barn. One of them is a barn. Yeah. And then the other building is something. It's, it's just, it's kind of, Everything in there is for sale, though, too, I think, at yes. any given time. Yeah. You can buy anything you want. Like, from, like, a like Batman a car, car to a muscle car yeah. to, yeah. It's also, cool, though. It's they, cool. Got a, they, they got a couple George Barris cars, which are cool. No, okay. they're not. George Barris cars are all garbage. <laughs> it's, People it's are shaking, shaking their fist. I mean, also, my Boston auto friends would probably kill me if I didn't mention the Lars Anderson Auto Museum. I've never been there. You yeah, should go. Neither have I. I would like to go. It is, it is legitimately been. cool. I'm not bringing it no, up. No, I hear it's a great because, museum. Yeah, like uh, live and let diecast at LAL diecast. What's the last car model you bought? Car model, 
like actual model. Oh, like a, like a model car. Toy. Yep. Oh. Not making model. Because it's from Live and Let Die cast. I think for me, I probably bought my daughter because I'm counting Hot Wheels. Um, I think I do- bought her the uh, the pre the pre runner um, or the Pro Two uh, charger from Fast and Furious Fast and Furious Seven. Oh, that's the one they dropped from the plane. Yeah. Um, I think I have an NSX. Oh, I actually bought then bought myself the one eighteenth scale of that same toy. <laughs> so that was the last one. Uh, and this is a long time ago, but I think shortly after I bought my Camaro, I was in like a Walmart or something, and they had the exact color of mine. Oh, as, nice. as a Hot Wheel, and I was just like, yeah, okay, yeah. And that was the better a dollar. That was fifteen years ago, at least. So. Any yeah. toys, Colin? I'm not really a, uh, a toy collector. Um, I move way too much for collecting things. <laughs> but uh, apparently, I you know, I'm in a position where I could start buying things now. Um, anyways, but yeah, uh, we had a whole bunch of model cars at my rehearsal dinner. Oh, really? For my wedding. Yeah. Nice. Um, it was. A, it could have gone very poorly. Um, I'll I'll admit that uh, when the my mom or the rehearsal uh, <laughs> both. Just kidding. But um, <laughs> hi, Kate. I love you. Um, she doesn't listen. <laughs> it's true. She'll probably listen to like the first 15 minutes and then be like, Colin, I tried. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, like my mom was like, yeah, we're going to do this. And I'm like, are you sure? But it ended up going off like really well. They, I don't know. They bought like a couple hundred of uh, like six inch long uh like <laughs> model cars, <laughs> we could have and could have uh, gone in a very different direction. Jeff yeah. always goes. Uh, again, Jeff always goes the, in a dick joke. The whenever there's the... jokes, yeah. So yeah, I've got I had a whole bunch of those that I ended up bringing back to Boston. I don't think really any of them made the move. Oh um, really? Yeah. Gonna break those out. That's 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 cool. I like that. I didn't, I also I didn't buy it, but McLaren sent me the Lego uh, 720s. Oh, and I put yeah, it together, um, so that's on the desk too. Yeah, you've got some, you've got it down with the fucking British guys. Uh, He's the British some whisperer. Them, some of them. Um, Matt Carhart at Long DX Commuter. If you were the new CEO of Mitsubishi, what would you do to fix it? Let Nissan take it over? I don't know. No, God, no. <laughs> I would uh, not let Nissan take it over. I would take their money. Uh, I would I, cancel all cars and then just make an Evo. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I would see if I could road legalize your forklifts because that's the only thing they. I was going to say I would, I would I would put all my money into our long distance cargo ships and uh, aren't they trying to build? Is it Mitsubishi's building a commuter jet too? Uh, so like an they'll be someday be an MRJ commuter jet. Uh, I think they're building a commuter maybe, jet. Maybe. Um, now I same, wouldn't I mean, trust it. It's probably gonna have fucking crank walks somehow. Everything else Mitsubishi does is fine, besides the cars. Matt Carhart, same question for Smart and FCA. Smart just Smart's doing fine. Smart is just existing. Yeah, FCA Fire Sergio, Fire Sergio Marchioli. Oh, that's an immediate thing. I love the commenter at Jalopnik who's taken upon himself to be Sergio Marchione. Have you seen this? I, yeah. His, the the answers he gives to some, like in Kinja, he has his avatar and it's just says Sergio Marchione. He gives the funniest fucking answers for things. And then one day it was like, like fake Sergio Marchione. He was the same avatar, but with glasses and a mustache. <laughs> it was the funniest shit ever. It like felt like old school Jalopnik type shit. What um, if it actually is Sergio Marchione? I know, right? It, um, it was, it, the comments <laughs> do you remember, really, do you remember really Spinelli's funny. hair? Yeah, yes. that was yep. that was a great one. 
Um, is that not still a Twitter account? I feel like I haven't I seen it pop it. up. I'm sure I follow it. It probably it's, tweets it's, like once every six months. I, like, well, now that, I remember you know, now myself. Now that the show's back, maybe it's going to stop. I've narrowed maybe. it down to one of three people. Nobody, and then none of them will own up to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Roger at Ben Roger. <laughs> when are you going to get addicted to watches like the Smoking Tire? Do you have any watches you'd spend Sloan's college fund on? Sloan doesn't really have a college fund yet. And also, no, um, I love watches. I just can't afford them, like cars and scotch and all the finer things in life. If I could put an Omega on my wrist, I would. I always like the Bell and Ross BRO2. Um, yeah, I, I like watches a lot, but I wear a G-Shock because I stole it from my brother and it was free. Mm. Uh, I like watches. How stealing thing works. But I get so much utility out of my Apple Watch that, like, I can't really argue. Like, I don't think I'm going back to a regular watch. Yeah. People like their Apple Watches. I don't. I want to watch. I want to stay with watch watches. I have this all-black Cerruti that I like to wear. It's, it's just like a fashion brand watch, not like a watch brand watch. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm in, Matt is doing well as well, so that allows him to enjoy the watches which you know more power to him that's not a knock at all um but you play in the spaces you can afford to play i once had a guy on twitter who thought he thought i was rich or like my wife was rich or something he's like you always talk about your project cars i'm like the combined when i owned the truck the benz and the the benz wagon when i owned them all at the same time the combined value is like like seven thousand dollars. I'm like, no. It's, this yeah, is, this isn't a this isn't a collection. This is a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I own a mistake of cars. This is my bad habit. Right. Yeah. Like I don't do drugs, but it's close. For anybody that thinks like that at least drugs would be more have, fun. Yeah, right. For anybody that thinks automotive journalists have money, I can think of maybe three people off the top of my head that actually have any money in this business. The, it's the it's the ones that the the highest levels of the buff books. Dan and then Neil. The, and then the other ones who uh, come for money. I, I do. And yeah, I, that's Dan, what it is. Or have wealthy spouses or. Dan wouldn't like even shy away from this. Dan does well, but he's not wealthy by any no, means. No, no. He lives in a, a very. His, where he lives does not require. He lives a in, lot yeah, of him money. and his wife right. live in North Carolina and it's very inexpensive. And they live, you know, they're smart about it. They're living right. a comfortable lifestyle because he's making money that he would make. Working for a big magazine on the coast, but he lives in North Carolina. Right. So, I mean, when I got started doing this, I think my rent was two hundred fifty dollars a month. Right. <laughs> living in like rural middle of nowhere Georgia, yep. I then upgraded to college town Georgia, um, where I was paying four seventy five a month for my room. Like, if I was making my current money while paying four seventy five a month in rent, like. I'd probably look a lot richer than I am. <laughs> I, I I am older than you, and I've never paid that little amount in rent. Yeah. Uh, you that should is... try moving to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. I would no, shoot myself man. in the face. That would be terrible. Yeah, sanity is really, really underrated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've noticed I need stimulation, otherwise I get a little crazy. Facebook questions. I'm just going to leave that one alone. I, yeah. I love this Facebook question because they spell out their last name. Uh, it's Phil D'Almeida, uh, because I always pronounce people's last names wrong on Facebook. Uh, head unit in your car decides to die. Do you A, listen to music with headphones, Bluetooth B, Bluetooth speaker, or C, just enjoy the car noises? Depends on the car, but I might just go Bluetooth speaker because I really like having music when I drive. Unless it's something just where it's so fucking awesome and I don't care. Or- but even then, that gets old. No, it doesn't get old. It no, just kind of drones. I want a track. I want a backing track. But I never, ever will drive with headphones. 
Would no, you, that's a bad move. Would you upgrade I, I, like to like an Apple, like one of those installable Apple CarPlay units or something like that? Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah. I would totally do that. But this is like specifically the head unit in your car dies. Yeah. Uh, okay. So like, uh, so this is in theory of you have a smartphone worth the better part of a thousand dollars, but you're not willing to pay. Fifty dollars to fix your head unit. Yeah, J.C. Whitney or something. Well, so this is like the interim until you get the new head unit. Basically. So I duct tape a Bluetooth speaker to my dash. Right. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I also grew up in Georgia, so. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's like witchcraft there, right? Christopher uh, Newfeld. We don't talk about witchcraft. That's <laughs> <laughs> serious business. I recently had a Dodge Charger RT and Challenger RT. Thanks, Enterprise, Omaha, and Elgin. Back-to-back on business trips earlier this month. I love them both and want to replace my 04 Mustang GT with one. Manual's not a requirement since the 8-speed auto is really good. Excuse me. Since the 8-speed auto is really good. Single guy with a dog, so space isn't a requirement. If you, have other, if you have other suggestions, I'm open to them. I really like the acceleration you get from the cars. I'm not married to either one. Budget would be in the mid-20s. I mean, I say... Can you get a used for SRT? I think you... you SRT put, Magnum. I mean, he says space isn't a requirement. Like 10 grand. Yeah, but couldn't you get a much more modern... Yeah, the newer cars are much better yeah, than the old SRT ones. because SRT Magnums didn't come with eight-speed autos. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Like there, there's a lot of value in a car that's great for carving the canyons, but there's just something about hopping in a Charger or a Challenger, and it's just fun. fun. And, and it's it, also not it like an 04 cool. Mustang GT was like a canyon king. No, yeah, um, not far no. From. Like I, I say, go for it. I, if you, if you enjoyed them that much, it, the eight speed's great. The RT trim is fine. Uh, have at it. Even just, then, you could probably they're find, super fucking comfortable. You could too. probably find an SRT in the used market pretty cheap. Just buy the fastest one probably. that you can afford. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and go with that. Like, yep. it's, there's nothing really in the interior to fall apart. It's all, like, one big piece of, like, plastic. plastic. Like, it's not yeah, nice. Yeah, the ones built in, like, but... the last three or four years. Before that, they're a little, eh. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. I would imagine he's thinking, And they're like, good newer. for the top speed they advertise. Yeah. I mean, you're golden. Go, go enjoy it. Go there's ring. a ringing endorsement. We don't lie about our top <laughs> speed. No, I mean like some some car manufacturers will be like, I hit, "All right, I like this is like 175 top speed," and then you get to it and you're like, "It's trying to get to 160." I've taken a Charger like SRT 392 Scat Pack. Advertised top speed is 175. I got it to 173 at El Mirage. So, Those motherfuckers. Well, I mean that was. Just Did you have me a two mile per hour headwind? Pretty much. Um, I hit. An indicated 100 in my Benz this past week. How'd it's actually feel? like 85, 87. How, did, how would that Legend feel that Fantastic. Yeah. Um, you're revving out a little bit at that point, which is why if I really want to drive and experience one of the four and a half liter V8 cars. Because I would just imagine it's just a whole nother, just smoother, buttery experience. Yeah, it's got to be amazing. Um, but no, I, it, it, I drove it to and from Palm Springs and it was great. Um, Pilar? Yeah. Greg Pallet, which of my piece of shit former cars would you rather own? An 85 notchback four-cylinder four-speed manual with a burned-out valve, an 83 BMW 320i with a three-speed automatic and massive reliability problems, or an 88 four-runner manual with the V6 that eats head gaskets and is slow and thirsty? I, I'm between the Mustang and the four-runner, but I think the four-runner. Four-runner. I'm leaning towards the four-runner. It's not Chris's jam, though. Forerunner's not your jam. No. I feel like you want the notch back. Yeah. Because you I definitely c- don't want the BMW. 
I like the BMW. I like that era of BMW. Three-speed auto. But that auto is awful. And that at least the Pinto motor in the Mustang is relatively easy to fix. And also notchbacks are kind of like almost in vogue. So you can fix it and sell it. And yeah. You can find wor- some guy on the internet who will pay you what you put into it. Yeah. yeah, that notchback's not going to lose any value. It's no, already not now. The, it's not. It's already at the bottom. Forerunner. Yeah, I think. You're, yeah. Um, Chris Ivy, love the smoking tire times when you guest hosted. Dose it require. I'm reading it exactly. You wrote it. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. Does it require an invite these days to Mabarb the TST studio? And I really do miss Chris on. TST matters not. Hooniverse is my new go-to. Uh, I'm sure if I said Matt, I want to come on, he would just almost anybody in this room, he would just let on. Um, oh yeah, I mean, there's still open invites there. Yeah, but part of the reason that I left is because it's the schedule is so erratic. Right. Um, and also, I mean, their guest list is full. They don't. They don't need. Back when I used to get called on a lot, it'd be like Jeff, do you want to come up and and come on? Like, yeah, sure. Like it was just. Like that, but now I mean they have a pretty healthy roster of, of guests. They don't need me. Um, but yeah, if I it, said, "Hey Matt, I want to come on and talk about something," Matt would be like, "Okay." It's just working around Matt's schedule is very difficult because he's always in the air. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Loretto, at what point will frequent commenters such as Niles Rogers? This must be it's a weird Facebook question. At what point will frequent commenters such as Niles Rogers, Chris Cavalieri, Craigon, and others be considered a part of the cast? In all seriousness, I appreciate hearing the same names over and over. It really had, It's really become part of the show. Um, I agree. I like seeing all those questions all the time. All the time, excuse me. And um, I, I don't say they're part of the cast, but they're definitely a great part of the show. They're a fixture? Yeah. The only one who came, who's maybe transitioned from almost becoming... Uh, a, a wonderful listener to nearly becoming part of the show is uh, Bodenstein, which I don't necessarily see. I haven't scrolled down to see if there's a question from him, but he's the one for episode 200 who came all the way out from Florida. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> a commitment, right? Uh, that and uh, I think he of lives course, out here now. Of course, Joe, our Joe Cucar, uh, Joe Cariotti, or as I call him, Joey Jojo. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, it's funny though too because the very next question is from one of the people he mentioned, uh, Chris Cavalier. Biggest automotive journalist cliches you hate. Example falls right to hand, which I've said. Go kart like handling, which I try never to say anymore. Keep up the great work. Blah blah blah. Any understeers guys, at the limit. I'll let you guys do these ones. Turned up to eleven. That's a good one to hate. That is a good one. Come back to me. I have to think about this. Value for dollar. Ugh. Burping a lot from this apocalypse IPA. Um, <laughs> um, ha- I have said falls to hand in video, but I think it was like rarely, and it's been an auto by tell video, so it doesn't count. Driven in anger. So that, that's fucking gets, that tired gets said that. a lot. So tired. That's kind of that. hot. That's trendy right now. Driven in anger. Yeah, I'm guilty. I've said it. What about nice place to be? I've said yeah. that one too. I mean, I've yeah. probably we've probably all used we've these. All definitely said I nice say a lot of them if I'm doing a video, like if it, if I'm saying it in Hooniverse, I don't really say it as much. But if I'm shooting a video for an outlet like Autobytel, which is more in market shopper focused, less than mm-hmm. enthusiast, I do find myself using more of the cliches, which uh, is not a I great agree. habit. Yeah, I agree. But with that. An, an admitted one, I will respond yeah, usually to. Usually, when I start to do like the more buyer focused stuff it's, like a guarantee yeah. when you're if you're leading people around the la auto show and one of those yeah things you i do, am i like, will be all of these cars everything everything falls nicely to hand in all of these cars it's, you see it's wonderful right it is wonderful um 
So those are the, yeah the the go Did you, you named two good ones. Year? I've never been asked to do that. Really? No one give. I told. I said this the other day on. Uh, so do I was you want to be? I was at the Valar launch, and before I went out to the dinner the first night um, or the second night, whatever. I, back to my room. You're sitting there, and I love. I don't care what it says about me. I love Young Guns and Young Guns Two. I love both of those movies. Yeah. And Young Guns Two had just come on, and I realized watching Young Guns Two, I tweeted out, "I'm like, I am the Dave Rudabaugh of the automotive industry. <laughs> like everybody knows Billy the Kid. Nobody gives a shit about Dave, but probably rightfully so because Dave can be a bit of an asshole." Well, I can only do, <laughs> I can only do three days this year. And so no, I don't, actually also don't want to go to L.A. to do stuff because like you're not getting paid for it, right? Oh, you do get paid? Yeah. Oh, then maybe I would want to do it. Is it like a good payday? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I'm I thought you guys... sure nobody, nobody wants me to be giving tours no, no, to no, no, normal no. people. I'll just be... The whole time I'll be like, man, you guys should be here during the press days. There's bars everywhere. I do say Yeah, that. man. Fuck this. There's, you should, you there's should, no beer here. Go, here's the thing. You, should be, you shouldn't be one of the tour guides. You should just come on one of my tours. Because right. I just... Yeah, but I like the part where I got... There's talk of pay. Um, that too. I mean, it's good pay. Uh, believe it or not, they actually pay you in beer. Right. Um, well, fuck. It's uh, it's Keystone Light and uh, it's uh, it's lukewarm. But beer's beer. That's not true. So that's they like making like three and a quarter and an hour, coffees. right? Yeah, that's great. I'd like to go oh, now. You're, you're talking some some serious rich guy dollars. <laughs> three and a quarter an hour. Michael Delaney, when you hold on, this is not a car question. <laughs> When you pee on a poop stain in the toilet and it goes away, does that leave you with a feeling of satisfaction? Yes. Yes. That is a universal <laughs> among men. Yes. Have you ever have you have you <laughs> ever gone? Great question. It's a poor man's pressure washer. Yeah. There is uh, also a rich man's pressure. You washer. see it. Some, <laughs> you see it sometimes, like in Vegas, especially. Have you seen the urinals that have the little fly painted on them? Yes. They have. They spent years researching right. this. And it's scientifically proven. If they paint that little fly on the porcelain, people always aim straight for that, and there's way less piss on the floor. Right. Yep. No. Yeah, I no. feel like that's the exact opposite of when you go to a cheap bar and they pour ice in the, in the urinal. Yeah, and you piss all over and the like, ice. You know, there's like there's nobody's really, really sober. On the floor and and you're you're like, know, they're, there's, they're just like painting the wall. Like, why, why do they do the ice in there again? I don't, I don't know. know. I've worked in a lot of bars and a lot of restaurants, and I don't understand the whole yeah, ice in the urinal thing. Is it just for thing. the amusement factor to see, like, how it much melts? can I melt? I, I, I think it's supposed to be, like, a cheap, like, splash guard. Yeah. But, yeah. like, it – splash guards don't cost money. I mean, I guess they do. But, like, they don't cost real money. No. Is it like the amount of time that you require yeah, your barbacks to go take things of ice and go dump them into Something urinals costing money. could be spent on like, I don't I know, know what literally anything else. I know what it is. And I just fucking figured it out is people don't like to flush the toilet. So if you've got a bunch of ice in there, it's basically automatically flushing itself as it melts. Possibly true. Huh? Makes sense. Wow. Uh, you, uh, you may have explained that. You've and, cracked uh, the code. Yeah. Uh, Joel Ramirez, is there anything different about owning a modern diesel vehicle in comparison to a gas-powered vehicle, i.e. DIY maintenance and day-to-day operations? Any modern one, you're most – I mean, if you buy a brand-new diesel, you're not doing a lot of DIY and anyway. the service intervals on diesels tend to be much longer anyway. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Most modern gas engines are fairly long. Yeah, they've, they've grown long, too. Yeah, but I mean, things like – 10,000 and even, like, some, some Jags are – 15,000. Yeah, but it, like diesels do that because the diesel fuel does not 
gum up. It does not have the same detritus effects to... No, but I'm saying those are the oil. gas engines. The gas engines are 75000 oh, no, no, no. or 15000 at this point. I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm... On a diesel engine, you can oftentimes get three hundred, you know, two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand miles out of it, and they just go a long, long time. For just, service intervals? No, not for service intervals, but I mean overall life. Yeah. Um, and it's just a number of factors. I but mean, the basic thing is the basic thing is they're, they're like no modern gas, modern diesel. It's it's because modern gas service intervals have come so up, and diesels are just always been. I mean, it's pretty much. Do you, do you want to buy right diesel now. or do you want to buy gas? Yeah. It's really – do you like the torque is, or – Diesels are almost always better built because they have to stand up to the pressure of of operating a diesel engine. And so If you buy a luxury car, you have the advantage – like at least from what I've seen recently around here, diesel costs less than premium. So you're getting better fuel economy in a car that would require premium and you're saving money on the per-gallon cost. So, but if you're, Except then you get hit with the price of buying that diesel. Yeah. Also true. And if you're rich, yeah. you don't really give a fuck. But that's diesels all you come back around. Diesels Maybe generally also have a much better resale like, value too. Uh, Tom and Gelton Gardner, I've considered trading up from an 08 vet to a C7, but the interior feels smaller. I disagree. The measurements are nearly the same. Did you have the same feeling when you drove the C7? I didn't. Uh, I felt that way. You have way more experience in them than I do. Um the C5 is probably the biggest cockpit. The C6 is only a little smaller. Um, honestly, dude, if you've waited this long, hold out another year and you're going to be able to get a C8. No, it won't be another year. Hold out a couple of years. It'll be mid-engine. <laughs> You'll be able to go to Mickey D's. <laughs> oh, that was... Uh, I didn't feel it. Chris has more experience. He thought it was. so. Uh, honestly, I mean, and this is... That's super- two years out, at least. Three. You're wrong, but okay. It's, Have you tried uh, going on a juice cleanse for like 30 days, seeing if that helps the interior? It's definitely <laughs> – it is it's it is absolutely a little more cramped, but not enough beer. that would really – that would be my deciding factor in buying those cars. Um, Unless you're a real big boy. <laughs> Michael Harding, in honor of Brad Sport, what three cars would you choose for your ultimate garage to make it more difficult? You're only allowed British brands. Only three cars. Yeah, Only I would have. I would have a Range Rover, yeah, a Jensen Interceptor, mm. and TVR. Nobody um, needs that in their life. Morgan three wheeler. I would do Morgan three wheeler, McLaren P one, Ariel Adam V eight. Very good choices. I already regret some of mine, um, not because of what you chose, but P one is wild, of course. Uh, I I can't remember the name of it, but uh, the new Aston DB11, the Valkyrie, or the oh, Vul- the Vulcan. Oh, fuck. The that, Vulcan. That's what I messed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, One of those. Shit. And then uh, that's where I messed up too. And then, and then no, that's where I fucked a, up. A, a Rover is a daily. Yeah, Rover is a great daily. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to get away from talking about Range Rovers when we're like required to have British cars. Yeah, they're terribly unreliable. Even brand new, mm-hmm. they've gotten a lot better. They, they have it's because they're less British. Um, I mean, they're and also I did. Also, I realized I didn't even say Defender One Ten. But yeah, I mean, gosh, uh, a Range Rover Sport Supercharged would be a fantastic daily driver. And then you know you uh, maybe throw in a, an Aston for something stylish and uh, 
I'm going to go with a TVR Sagaris because why not? Get I nuts. have terrible taste Here's in an interesting life. Wrinkle. I believe you could get the Voxel VXR 500 in a wagon. Interesting. <laughs> or you get you can. Is it technically? But, but, but isn't that basically an Australian car? Really? Yes, though? but it's it sold is, as a Voxel. Voxel, so it is technically British. So you can actually get the Voxel VXR8 Bathurst. All of my choices were terrible. I know. I regret, <laughs> I regret most of mine, too. Um, the Valkyrie is the one I'm really... A three-car British car garage would just be full sorry, of regret regardless of what you buy. Right. Unless you have, like, Merrill Lynch money. Um, yeah. This is a very Reddit money. AMA question. Would you rather fight a human-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized humans? Um, I would like to kick the shit out of the little humans. Mm-hmm. Um Tanner PVA, I'm moving through some of the Go questions quickly. Tanner PVA, what products do you use on your beard? I don't have one. Bradley, yeah, Brown do you know Al. how to grow a beard? Uh, please let me know. <laughs> Believe me, you don't want it. Be uh, Sicilian. I mean, the problem is, I still have to shave like every couple days. So it would be great if I could just like choose not to shave and then get a beard. You could laser it. Oh, um, to get a beard, that's different. Never mind. Or have like no facial hair whatsoever, yeah, like laser, I did up laser. until I was like 23. Like, Bradley, uh, yeah, you're screwed. Bradley Brownell, <laughs> what do you recommend to someone looking for outfits, outfit suggestions for Radwood 2? I replied to this one. Oh, you did? Yes, I did. Nude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like took. It's like dramatic, like the click, and it waited. Uh, you can go so many ways with outfits for Radwood 2. I've actually been thinking about this myself. I keep thinking, do I want to dress like an extra from Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple ways to go. I'm going late 90s. I was thinking about, I was thinking about grunge era. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Depends I'm what like I like an extra from uh, Lost Boys. It depends what. Oh, yeah. It depends what I end up driving that will uh, determine. I am going late 90s on that, and... It's going to be interesting. You're going to wear your normal clothes because you <laughs> still own your clothes from the late 90s? I No, but here's the funny thing is, is at a certain point, I kept some clothes from the late 90s knowing that it'd be good for a costume that party. Come around, yeah. What were those dragon shirts that were like super Oh, popular? the Guy Fieri type shirts? No, 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 not like the Guy Fieri ones. I like know what you're talking old about. school, like, like the S stupid fucking thing that everyone did, but it was like the dragon shirts. Yeah. That were Even back then, I'm like, that's tacky that. and horrible. Late 90s. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll have to find it. Uh, Julian Schur, sometimes a dog owner looks like their dog. Can you think of a car that looks like you? Uh, what are the, what, what's skinny fat? What car is skinny fat? <laughs> <laughs> like an AMC Gremlin? <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Um, yeah, something like that. you're also tall. Or like a fuel truck. <laughs> no, you're like a Passat wagon. Kenny Rays, this is a perfect question because I need to go pee again. This is a perfect question to do so because uh, I'm going to turn it over to Chris. Thoughts on the supposed mid-engine Corvette sighting, and I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, it's not supposed. It is the mid-engine Corvette. Yeah, it's very clear that the body tooling is pretty much done. Um, it's it's pretty much ready for prime time. I, I mean, re- I, my the- guess is is L.A. or Detroit. Uh, it's going to be a 2019 model. That much we know already. So Detroit. Uh, yeah, likely. Depends. I mean, there's a lot of. It depends on how much and what marketing team at GM is going to try and do as far as buzz goes. Hopefully, I think they may have learned their lesson from the fifth gen Camaro in that they let the cat out of the bag way too fucking early on that car. They did. They went to McDonald's and they let the fucking cat out of the bag. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, we've we've known. Okay, no, 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 no. I enjoyed writing that for article like two though. years. I mean, they've they've been they've been teasing it for fifty years, but they, they've we've we've known about this car that yeah. it's being built. It's actually happening for the last two. So they, but the the recent sighting at the McDonald's getting the no, chicken no, no. nuggets. That really just cemented everything and just said, well, everyone knows that this is happening. When I say cat of the back, I mean everybody knew exactly what the fifth gen Camaro looked like three or four years before it went into production. Oh, you can, from the spy shots, the recent spy shots at McDonald's. I've seen them. You can pretty much tell exactly You can tell what it's production. There will be very, very few surprises in the design yeah. compared to those spy shots, but... We still don't know how it's going to handle. We don't know what kind of power it's going to get. LT5. We don't know it's gonna be what the, the interior is going to look like or feel like. It's going to look like a fucking C7. This is okay. So all the stuff that's being uh, that's being reported on right now is that the C7 and the C8, the the mid-engine car, will be out at the same time. Oh, I'm there so will glad be I had to overlapping shit. So it you're going to have a C7 I... interior. I think that they're just going to changes. They're going to build a bunch of C7s and basically because you can't operate those lines simultaneously out of that little fucking plant. They already started um tooling yeah. that plant. Yeah, I know. They already been they, they've they already been switched it out. They've already been doing that. They've been working on construction on it for quite some time. I just talked to guys that got back from Bowling Green on that. Um and it's just it's one of those things to where they're gonna you're gonna be able to buy C seven body styles for a little while, but only until they run out of inventory. Well, ZR one is coming out very very soon. Yep, and then the mid end. Well, we don't know that for sure. Oh, come on, Christopher Newfeld asks, <laughs> why, why are we moving on so quickly? Can you tell Matt that it's not Giro, it's Euro? Uh, I will let him know. Kyle, that one guy thought on the Kia Stinger better than the M3. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go no, even though I hate BMW, but I'm gonna go no. Well, it depends on what you are measuring. Are you measuring cost? <laughs> what is the price tag? Yeah, Kia Stinger better than the M3. Are you measuring is there a hatch? Kia Stinger better than the M3. Is there a lot of body roll? If you're Kia looking Stinger. for body roll. The Kia Stinger is better than the M3. I, I don't know about that because the M3 is not the greatest on that front either. I, uh, I'm driving it in a couple. They're doing another Stinger. event. Yeah, and I, the roads are Angeles Crest, so that's good. That's um, fun. the longest rollout of a vehicle ever. This yeah. fucking Klein. Kia Stinger. Am I allowed to say that I've driven this car? Yeah, people's reviews. Have okay, people out. people have driven. Okay, what are you talking about. Yeah, um, they, they did an event. You drive in U.S. spec, yeah. or yeah, they, um, I've I seen them so. at Cars and Coffee. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I feel like having driven it back to back with the Audi S5. Oh, okay. the uh, the Stinger. You know, it's it's a little bit bigger. Uh, you know, there's a little bit there's more body roll. Uh, the transmission programming is not smart enough to be in like a a true like. Sport Plus. Yeah, leave it on its own. Uh, like it's it's not going to take care of you on the track, so you definitely have if you're going to drive it aggressively, you have to put it in manual mode. But I wonder if Kia would have completely alienated the Kia customer who walks into the Kia dealership if they made a a car that was you know had such a, a firm ride that it could 
you know, go around a track they with no modifications. They warned, though, that, that everything that's been around has not been in the U.S. spec suspension. I don't know what the one you were, you were in was like, but everybody has commented on it. It was pretty soft. And Kia Corporate's like, yeah, 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 we know. The other markets don't want it yeah. this soft. Um, and I, I'm, I'm actually worried they're going to go way too aggressive on it and pull a Focus RS and just have it be jarring. Yeah, like I I haven't driven it on public roads. shocked if that was but it's the kind of car that you're just like, man, this is a great daily driver all around, fairly quick sports sedan that I can open this hatch and toss, yep. I don't know, a, a kid's stroller or Everything like, in that segment should be a fucking hatch, and they've proven that you can do it without making it look fucking bad. Yeah. And, and when you do adjust to the fact that, yeah, there is going to be a little more body roll than the S5, and you have to shift the gears yourself, it really, really drives. Like, hmm. it it doesn't firm up the suspension in, like, a, an aggressive way that, you know, like, it's, it's no, like, it doesn't, like, magically transform into, like, a Focus RS or whatever. But it will allow a remarkable amount of tail slide with all the safety nannies still on. So if you, you know, if you're out on a public road and you, you know, want to go have some fun, it's not going to completely shut down your fun. Somebody at Kia said, hey, let's let people have some fun. Unlike certain cars that I've driven from certain other brands that, you know, really, really want to shut down your fun or force you to take as many of the nannies off as possible and just, you know, kind of leave yourself out there. Bare ass. I'm very curious about the car. I look forward to driving it in a few weeks. Well, um, and the other thing I think to keep in mind is sometimes it, it kind of Hyundai corporate, you know, they don't want one brand to step on another. And that G70 is going to be a much bigger profit center for them when it's effectively built on the same platform. So they may be kind but of it holding is smaller. it back. Uh, the yeah, G70 no, the G70 is, is yeah. a little smaller, but I'm wondering if they're if they're sandbagging a little bit because they want to, you know, they want people to spend twenty grand more on the Genesis version. Yeah, and you know, I will also say the interior is higher quality than what you can get from a comparable Dodge Charger. I believe that. So there, there is a reason to buy it over the Dodge Charger. Okay. Um, and this this is a very petty and stupid little point to make, but that Kia fucking logo needs to needs to change. It looks so cheap on what is otherwise an okay car. It just it literally looks like somebody went into Microsoft Word and went, "Give me impact, bold." <laughs> and then just cut it out and slapped it on the front of a car. It looks fucking horrible and it does not represent the quality that that lineup has, has grown into. Um, Davion Shaw, isn't it funny that if Enzo Ferrari wasn't a dick, we wouldn't have the Ford GT or Lamborghini? And I just, I replied with the emoji going, huh. Like, I mean, it's a, yeah, you have a point. It is funny. It is definitely funny, but he was a dick. I think he had to be a dick to put Ferrari where they are. And I'm not a big Ferrari fan, but Enzo worked hard to turn that into what it is. Uh, Niles Rogers, do you have friends outside of the car world? If so, do you balance time with them and your car friends? Yeah, probably more of my car friends uh, or more of my friends are non-car people. Um, They like sports and and other things and not (laughs) engines and uh, it's it's fine talking to them. It's fine to not talk about cars all the time. Um, 
You just you just do. You just balance it. Yeah, Honestly, I'm getting jaded at this point. After spending all day focusing I on car news, this and about blog cars. about that, like I just want to talk some shit about fantasy football, right? Or I suck Orphan at DraftKings. Can we talk about Orphan Black? Just got uh, into see, that. It's the, fucking amazing. And I'm, How many I'm way into the expanse. Four. I'm way into the expanse Ooh, right now. Great season two. Yeah. Mm. Um, so TV is a good way to go. Dogs. House hunters. Or you can be really stupid. Really addictive. And, we did that. Yeah. Or you can be stupid and, and be occupying yourself with two different jobs at once. There you go. There's yeah. that too. Uh, so you just, you just figure it out and you make it work. Austin Cabot, thoughts on the new Civic? Uh, the One of the most entertaining ones is the cheapest one. Oh, the sport? Yeah. Okay. So we had this. At, that thing's great. It's great. We had a Civic Sport at our last year... All like stars, three or something. It was the most used car. I bet on track. We had DB11. The manual had... was good. The engines revy. Yeah. The interior is inexpensive without being cheap. Yeah. It's a Honda. I I completely yeah. agree. We're getting a Civic Type like R as a even... four seasons, and I'm very much looking forward. And the to Civic it. Type R is the truth. To borrow a line from Ed Lowe. Um, um, everybody who's driven it, I think ninety five percent of people who've driven it. it, like it. Yeah, okay. I'm really looking forward to I it. I wish they would build that car without all the crazy fucking shit. No, I kind of like The outside. styling's out of control. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd cool. love to see the Civic Si with that Honda tune that they put on the Sport or whatever. Because like, the whole like car blogosphere. Okay, who's actually buying an Si right now? Like, I mean, when the Sport is that good, and yeah. then you have the, the Type R just a couple grand more, who is actually buying an SI? Like, in the past, the SI was... The one to get. Yeah. It was the one to get, and... And it, Honda people there, there know, their, Honda people know their Hondas, too. So they, they immediately... It's not like some other customer base were like, well, i got to get that one because it's the, this one. Honda people are like, no, no, no. Honda is already doing this. I'm going to get the Sport. And Yeah, like, why bother? Why bother with the SI yeah. when... The sport is that good, and the, and the Type R exists. Right. I, I mean, you could reasonably, you know, just pop that wing off if you really don't like the way it looks. You yeah, could... but there's a lot more than the wing on there that needs to come off. Also, yeah. the, the downforce. Don't forget and... the downforce. You're just removing a lot of downforce. Yeah. Yeah. Downforce. And I mean, and to Over be the fair, non-driven wheels. One of the biggest advantages of the massive size of that, like, picnic table of a wing is that it doesn't block your rear visibility while you're driving. Also, in those 10 seconds or less, you're free. Yeah. Um, also true. Jason Fisher, best used Ugh. GT car, 15,000 or less. Best used GT car. GT car. Uh, whatever oh, the closest Freddy's to $15,000. I don't know. Mercedes. Uh, right? <laughs> GTO. I mean, you're taking it very literally. <laughs> like it has to have. The I mean, if we really want to be literal, we could just say like a fifteen thousand dollar Mustang GT. I was gonna, I was gonna say a wrecked DB7. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you can sit in and go and pretend it. How works. much did he say? Fifteen k or less. Uh, like a Mazda Speed, Mazda Six. I don't know. <laughs> I mean. That GTO, I had no joke, like, outside of the whole GT car. It is a GT. It was a fantastic highway car. It CL really was great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it is, it is a good answer for this question. Um, BMW 850. I like that. If you can, are they there? If you can they, find yeah, it they're, they're with the, the non, the non uh, what were the V12s were the big ones, right? Yeah. So probably the non If it's not a mechanical Maybe the nightmare. 840. The 840 would be the more reliable one. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that was just the V8. Are we splitting hairs the, at that point, though? Like the E. I, I mean, I had an E39 540i that was relatively reliable as long as I did my own maintenance. And then I the last. you trying to sell it to me. The last, que- <laughs> the last question on Facebook from Colton J. Newkirk. It just says Mazda Skyactive X slash SPCCI. That's literally all it says. What? Um, SPCCI. So we're going to leave it on that. Well, it's an ACCI. I mean, so we're going to leave it on that because that's not a question or a statement, really, Colton. Um, Damn it, Colton. Jonathan, get your shit together. Where can people find you online? Well, they can find me at Jonathan underscore Klein on Twitter and Instagram. And then read my stuff at uh, Automobile Magazine and um, on Roadkill. Magazine. As I like to explain anytime we do Jonathan. Jonathan. J-O-N-A-T-H-O-N <laughs> underscore K-L-E-I-N. Colin, where can everybody find you online? Uh, angelfire.com. <laughs> Geo City. Oh, man, I actually, I wonder how many people have aim. actually used Angel Fire. What's your aim in this room? What's your aim name? Um, um, I was the, I was Geo City's guy, not an Angel Fire guy. Yeah, uh, no, I'm uh, I'm on Twitter at CB Woodard and on Motor Trend at MotorTrend.com. Woodard right now. And uh, yeah, you have your spooky Twitter name. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's my attempt at being fun because in real life I'm not fun. But I can attest to that one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, if you <laughs> if you go get the December Motor Trend magazine, you can see my face hiding in a couple of different mid-sized family sedans because turns out I am a male car model. Oh, I've done that. Many Excellent. Times. Congratulations. Uh, you are a nondescript white guy. Uh, Chris, I mean, that's shouting. actually who I am as a person. <laughs> like It should it, be on your resume. It, it should it should just His be Twitter my Twitter bio. Nondescript white guy. Or my, it's probably too long for a, a Twitter no, username. No, no. I'll just tell Ed that that's your new byline. You know what, though? Nondescript white guy can go a long way in this world. It's a true way to president. Chris, sell shout engine. That's orange, but that's the third thing entirely. Uh, so, as usual, if you guys want to do a podcast, come over to Shout Engine. We'll host it for free. Uh, I'd say I'm about uh, 60 to 70% of the way through the rewrite. Um, so we'll have a new version of that, hopefully launching uh, in December, I think I want to shoot for. So, uh, as you, like I said, we'll, we'll host you for free. Come over, do it, and uh, we'll give you all the new WizBank features and a little rundown on that real soon. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at HazeData, but I don't think I've posted anything. You in... haven't posted in a while. You haven't gone on a good rant in a while. I haven't because I've been between Shout Engine. And Guardian Circle, I've been very, very occupied. And investors don't tend to look very well upon crazy Twitter rants. Should, should, but also, how do you do figure it. out exactly which rant to go on in any given week? Oh, believe me. I find <laughs> my right. ways. There are tons of <laughs> See, I, potential I'm, rants. I'm currently feuding with my landlord, so I'm getting, I'm getting my anger out that way. Uh, all right. So if you want to learn more about that, um, it won't be on Twitter. Uh, so thank you for listening. You already know where to follow me. I don't feel like doing the rigmarole tonight of telling you where to follow me because uh, I've had a long day Jeff. and I'm tired. And we'll see you uh, next week. Also, we're going to be doing a shitload of SEMA stuff this year, and I will be there this Yay. year as well. What? No, no. I don't I'll be that. there too. So I'll be there too. You should come by and join us. We for should. Drink too much together. I'm going to be on all this oh, again. Not, I'm going to be on two thirds of the SEMA podcast this year. I've got, <laughs> yeah, I've got a really secret project at SEMA, and I'm, I can't tell you. And I'm really great. On that note, bye. <laughs>